You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. Too many guys. <laughs> They're like, you were just here yesterday. I'm like, I know. Like other peop- other people need appointments. <laughs> just kidding, people. So we're live. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording. You know what? Uh-huh. People don't necessarily need to know about that conversation. Yeah, they don't. Or they do. Maybe they do. It's a, a speak a talk and awareness of. Yeah, you got to be yes, visible. It's safety. Yeah. yeah, it is safety. You know what? Public responsible. Safety. Actually, mm-hmm. speaking of that, I was dating a guy who said he was 37, never been tested. I was so pissed. I was like, I won't even talk to you until you get tested. Six months later, he finally did. He like he sent me a message. He was like, guess what? I was like, good job. You're an adult now. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm clean. I'm like, great. But at least you know. And I go, and that should be not the last time you ever do it. So tell people who are listening, what do they do? They're like, oh, Danny tells me I have to get tested. I probably should. Where do they go? What do they do? You can go to your gynecologist if you have a vagina. Or if you don't, <laughs> there's clinics. You can type in free STD testing or STD testing. There's there's the and you state. Get it for free? There's the county. Some of them are cheap or low. Like it just depends. And or if you, want, pr- if you, you want privacy and you have money, you can get mail-in tests and you just pay the money and mail it in and you don't have to see anybody, talk to anybody, all that. Those probably cost a couple hundred dollars depending on what you get tested for. Nice. Google answers all of this. Just Google, how do I get tested? Good. Well, today we're not going to do our next sex episode. I'm still really <laughs> upset that we deleted that fucking fire episode that we had. Yeah, we did the sex episode and it halfway... It was so fucking good. Halfway through, it stopped recording. I don't know why. It's the worst. Well, I'll tell you why, because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Is it turned up it's all a, the it's way? It's a guessing check. Yeah. Is it on? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to, we're here in our New York studio. We're in uh, NYC. It's been a couple of years since we've been here, and Danny and I have not seen each other for a couple of weeks, so we have a lot of stuff to catch up on. And we have a special guest in the studio. We have Mr. Brandon Coleman. Hey. Hey, so Brandon is another one of my brothers. Shout out Coleman family. Yeah, yeah. and so if you have been listening to this, you've probably heard maybe Danny Coleman be on a couple of episodes, and we brought on Brandon because he is amazing at what he does. We're going to talk to him about kind of some of his, what he's doing, what he's up to, his lessons in life, and what he's an expert on. I'm excited. Yeah, we just, we want to just chat, roundtable it. Welcome. 
Thanks. I'm excited to be in the New York studio. <laughs> it's very beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I actually loved yesterday was the women were like, is this your guys' place? And I wanted to be like, yes, but it's not. Yeah, I wish it was. Yeah. This is, uh, we're here in Chinatown, but we um, ended up getting this like loft thingy and we held our event here and it's just, it's really, really light and pretty big for NYC, I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is, this is luxury. Yeah. Compared to, I mean, my NYC little box I have. I'm actually upgrading to a bigger box. Next month, <laughs> a the, box with holes poked in the yeah, top. <laughs> I have, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There's a window for, you know, yeah. ventilation. But other than that, you got a bed and you're good. Hey. Mm-hmm. So Brandon lives here in New York. And so tell the people where you're at, what you're up to, why you're here, all the things. All of the things. Um, yeah, I guess I moved here to New York technically in August. For the year before that, I was living on our other brother, Connor's living room floor for (laughs) uh, 12 months in Jersey. So I was there for a year trying to figure out how to move to New York. Um, I'm a professional dancer, so I really wanted to be here. Um, And doing that, there are a lot of opportunities here I wanted to take advantage of. Um, And before that, I was in Chicago, which was incredible, but I just was looking for a change. So I came out to New York. Um, and in August, I booked a gig with the Metropolitan Opera Ballet doing a show with them, um, which was huge. It was great. It was a great way to like kind of get my foot in the door in New York and meet people. And the check was nice, too. It was all around great. And then right now, starting back in January, I just got a job with an immersive show here in New York, which is really great. If you've never been to an immersive show, it's like a four. The one that we're a part of is like a four-story I guess I'll call it like a haunted house in a way without like things supposed to like pop. Like you're not supposed to be scared, but you get to just kind of walk around, choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah, it's super fun. um, And the dance is really hard and really fulfilling, but I'm a swing for that show. So that's kind of what I'm doing here now. So cool. Yeah. Swinger. Mm -hmm. I could tell. So yeah, yeah, actually. So part of the reason why Danny and I are here was we had our event for best life. And I also was able to go to Brandon's show and see him in his show. And it is like a haunted house. It was so interesting that like, I don't know that. I mean, in New York, it's so New York. It's so like different and it's so interactive. So basically what happens is there's all these different dancers and like you guys are doing a lot of acting too. Right. And Mm -hmm. then it's kind of like this, it's kind of like a murder mystery a little bit. And everyone kind of goes off in the house and does different dances and different like scenes with different people. Mm -hmm. And literally you're just following around people. So of course I'm like stalking Brandon the whole time. I'm trying to be like, but he's running away. Like he's, and then he has a group of people following him. And they're like, what's he going to do next? And then he'll go and like dance fight with somebody and then like dance with someone else and then like run around. And so it's really cool. You can follow different characters in the story. So theoretically, you could go to the show two different times and have two totally different experiences. Yeah. I mean, I've gone with a few friends who've seen it at least 10 times and they're like, I've seen something new every time, um, which so is cool. cool and a rarity when you're seeing a dance show. Usually when you come to a show, you sit down, you watch in the front, you, whatever is presented to you is like what you're supposed to see. Where in this situation, you can really, I mean, the whole point is to be the hero of your own adventure in a way, which I feel as humans, we all want to be. So it's cool to like go to the show and feel like you can do anything and you can interact with these characters. You're a part of it. You get to, and if you don't want to see something, you don't have to see something. You can leave. It's like that, that cool power of... That's so cool. I yeah. missed it. I came in a day late. It but, was like kind of a haunted house, though. It was so funny. Yeah. Like Alfred oh Hitchcock, God. like kind uh-huh. of vibe, right? Yeah. So you could find yourself like by yourself 
in the middle of like some random hallway where there's like smoke coming out somewhere and it's really dimly lit. Like I'd be walking down the hallway by myself because sometimes you're just like not with people. Oh my God. So big. And I, I'd be like spooked to be like, holy shit. And I look over and it's like <laughs> the Virgin Mary. It's like yeah. a statue of the Virgin Mary. And like, you just think it's a person yeah. Yeah. like jumping out. It was definitely spooky. And it's four floors and you have to walk up all these flights of stairs and then down and then up. And then, so I got my steps up. But yeah, you we definitely get your steps up. So I was a performer for a very short amount of time, um, an acrobat. And I knew like at this time, like I was friends with a lot of dancers and other acrobats. And when you do that as a profession, it can be such an up and down roller coaster, right? Because really like the goal is to be a paid professional yeah. person, like get a gig. So it's really exciting when someone, when you like get a paid gig, but you, you usually have contract, I'm assuming like mm -hmm. contract for the show. So how do you keep your mindset going of when mm -hmm. like you're in between gigs, you're waiting for the next one. Do you always have, like, I want to know, I feel like the people who maybe are the most successful have a more abundance mindset. Like it's coming versus I, I saw a lot of performers who would just quit early on. Cause they're like, it's been eight months. I haven't had a, a show to be in or like you audition and you get rejected. So how do you keep your mindset going? Like before the show, you said you were like living on the, mm -hmm. the floor. How did you keep going instead of going, you know what? I'm not going to do this dance thing anymore. Or like, have you ever been there where you're like, I got to do something else. Cause I am not getting paid gigs. Yeah. I think I had, a lot of urgency when I started off in my career. I wanted to kind of do everything all at once and kind of feeling like I was running out of time. Is that because it's like a physical job or is just like that's the nature of being in your early 20s? I, I think it's a little <laughs> bit of both, honestly, yeah. Yeah. because I you're growing as you're growing as a dancer. You people tell you all the time, like the dance career is short. Mm -hmm. People who've never been in the dance career are telling you that people who have been it's like your career is short. You can you don't you have to do it all and do it now. And, um, they're telling you what's important. And I think you have all these ideas coming out of college and be like, okay, I got to do it now. I have to have a job right now. I need to make all the money right now. I mm -hmm. need to do the best things. I don't have whatever one else you're doing compare, you're comparing yourself yep. to other people. And it's just, it was just a lot. And I was definitely early on in my career. I wanted to have that. I wanted to have all those great jobs, those great titles, those great things on my resume right away. And now, I mean, I've only been out of college for four years now and I feel like I have a lot of those things. I made a lot of great strides and I'm looking back on it and I'm like, okay, great. So have those, what do I actually enjoy right. doing now? So um, it's, I think what it is, is kind of the law of trade-offs mm -hmm. in the sense of what you want to accomplish, what's important to you. And I think now I'm really trying to figure out what that well or I'm figuring out what that is yeah um I love to perform I love to be in the city I love to be paid yeah <laughs> <laughs> right a normal wage I mean when I was doing those other jobs back in uh Chicago and like getting working with these choreographers I was sometimes being paid $200 a week wow where and then I would go and work at a pizza restaurant for over the weekend from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m., mm -hmm. wake up super early on Sunday just to get my clock started again. Then I go 10 to 5 Monday through yeah. Friday doing the dance job. And I think it just wasn't worth it anymore. It just wasn't fulfilling enough and I wanted a change. And I think to keep going, you need to have, you need to have enough money to survive. I think you also need to enjoy what you do. And mm -hmm. I think performing is important to me. And, um, as opposed to just doing choreography or just teaching or, yeah, opposed to just doing, I think, I think in the dance world, we look at it as performing, making work, 
or process-based, so working with a choreographer for a long time to create a new work, or just like taking class or like just dancing to dance, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I realized that I don't want to just dance to dance. I want to dance to make money. Mm -hmm. I also want to perform now. So that's kind of what I'm doing here in New York and trying to make that happen for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love how you like, once you get older, don't you have like a little bit more maturity and you're like, I get to be discerning on what I take on. I don't need to just like take what I can get. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment where, when you, was it when you moved to New York that you were like, okay, I can actually be more discerning. I can make my decisions. I can like afford to, I've increased my demand or like you've done enough things now that you can kind of pick and choose or you haven't really got there yet. I think I'm getting there. I definitely pick and choose now. Like I, I've done gigs where they pay you like 300 $300 for a three month process for like a three, sh- three hour show. So basically you're getting paid, I don't know, $2 an hour right? right. By when it's all said and done. Yeah. And it's just not fulfilling. I don't yeah. feel like it's something that I is a good use of my time yep. for what I've done. Um, but I wish, I think I would, uh, Oh, lost my train of thought. There it goes. <laughs> there we we go. are sober, actually, people. <laughs> it's early, though. That's why it it's is. It's a little early for me. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit on the episode with Dan because we were talking about, like, passion. Mm-hmm. And, like, tell, just explain to us, like, you know, your dance trajectory, like, from the time that you started, you know, you started dance at what, when you were, like, five? Yeah. And then, like, just were there times where you wanted to quit? Like, or you just like always loved it or like, you know, how did that change over time? Like through junior high school, high school, college, like to kind of just take us on that journey. I think I just always loved doing something, being involved in something and dance. What, I mean, I started dance because I want to be the next like member of NSYNC or the Spice Girls. I knew <laughs> right. One of them would definitely leave at some point. And I could just hop right in there. Um, didn't work out, but, uh, yeah, I think I was really lucky to find dance as a passion when I was young and then go through it and like improve. By the time I got to high school, that's when I decided, okay, this is something I really love and I want to do long term, um, which then led to college and getting to do it there. Um, I don't think everyone has gets that, gets to have that mm-hmm. thing that they love so much and then they can figure out how to make a career out of it at a young age and don't have to like figure it out later on. Were there times but, that you wanted to quit? I mean, I think it was like, okay, like, is this viable? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think there's always times when I want to, I think there's still times when I want to quit. I think it's super hard on the body and, um, it comes down to it. Is it worth it yeah. still? And but you always have bowling as a backup. I do have so bowling as a we backup. We went bowling last night and Brandon crushed and pretty much hey, get, like, dominated all of us. I got 147. I was, I was impressed. So, with you myself, know, actually. if you just like take up your bowling career, if dance doesn't work out, then you could yeah. be a professional bowler. Yeah. I've also <laughs> just taken up wood, woodworking. Oh, no mm-hmm. kidding. Took, took Woodshop 101 <laughs> down in Brooklyn. I nice. Love that. Yeah. I, I mean, like hobbies. You, need, you need something to mix it up every once in a while. Yeah, like, I yes, I love dance and I'm like, yeah, let me go dance out my feelings for a little bit. That's always fun. But sometimes like, it's not. And no, you need something sometimes else. You need to, to pound look, nails yeah. into wood and 
Sometimes you need to learn how to use a table saw, yeah. you know, a planer. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a little side table now. But I was going to say, did you build did a you table? Did you make something? Yeah, we, yeah it's, uh, I made a little table. It's like, it has a little round edge. They teach you how to use all the tools. And then it's, I mean, it's pretty much payment by numbers yeah. in a way. Like they set it all up and they said, okay, here you go. Just slide it right through here. How we set it up for you. And, just, and then, <laughs> and then they, I mean, it's very much held your hand while you do it. Yeah. But it was, it was really fun and fulfilling. And it was like once a week. But I think when I first moved to New York and I was doing all these dance jobs and like working and like making money, I was like, I really need something else because yeah. this is fulfilling in a career sense. But I feel like it's now I'm, now I'm in a machine. Now I'm just going. Yeah. And I, need I like to that. Actually, just fun. I think it's applicable to a lot of people's stuff. Like we get into this one thing, whether it's being a mom or being a business person or whatever. Like even when we interviewed James Patrick, he was, his wife was getting on him. Like you need a hobby. Like you need to find something else to do. And I think we become so one dimensional sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I like that woodworking is so feels like so outside the box for what you do. Like, it's just so like out of left field, Mm -hmm. but I really love that. I feel like we should all kind of challenge ourselves. Like what would we not do? Like something totally different. Yeah. I like it. And I think we all have those things that we always want to do, whether it's like travel. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I want to travel more. Oh, I want to do this. And I think woodworking was a weird one. Even in high school, I was like, man, that looks cool. Like yeah. make something like dance is so like you make it, you see it, it's gone forever. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to make something that like lasts. It stays, yeah. That's like here. So, and I, I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to spend this money. I'm just going to yeah. go and do it. And it paid off. And I definitely want to do it again also. <laughs> it paid off. I mean, you guys did, By Jill, the- I know you did like dance classes before for the same reason, no? I was salsa dancing when I first moved to LA. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was doing salsa like once or twice a week, actually. Nagar was the one who got me into it. And it was like, which is awkward because like when you go salsa dancing, you like need a partner. And both of us were like, neither one of us had like a partner bring. So like we'd show up and all these couples would come, obviously. And then we'd be like, hey, <laughs> who do we, we want, dance with? <laughs> we want to dance too. So we would dance with the instructor, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah. It was funny. It was, it was good. I bought the salsa shoes and all that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. And I, of course, like. I don't know if you studied, but I like, so Kelsey, who's Dan's girlfriend, and that's how Dan, uh, Brandon is how Kelsey and Dan met, because Kelsey went to school with Brandon. And um, I remember Kelsey's like, oh, I never like done salsa. And meanwhile, I've been fucking practicing my ass off. And she was like, and I showed her like one step and she was like fucking just like off. And She's got and she, it. Like, and then she like did it in like a Broadway show. For, like, yeah. Years. And you're like, okay, I'm thanks. Like, All right. Yeah. I guess you are better at dancing than Broadway me. Show. We, I actually bought this, this pass for hip hop dance classes and Jill and I went one time oh, yeah. and I wanted to keep going, but I just was never really in the area enough. But yeah. that was really fun. I have, I struggle, like I want to dance, but I have this mental thing of, I have a hard time remembering choreography. Mm-hmm. So I get like beat myself up and I feel like I want to dance, but I'm scared of everybody picking it up faster. And there was some classes in Vegas actually called backstage and it was like professional dancers would go and I, I would sign up, but they would pick up the choreography so fast and I just it, like crushed my soul because yeah, so you guys have to learn choreography like so fast, so quickly. Yeah. I mean the show I'm doing now, they give you uh, three hours to learn like a three minute, solo and then they're like okay cool or duet or whatever the thing is and then they're like okay we're moving on we'll touch this in three weeks again when we do like the whole one hour like (laughs) thing i'm like cool i don't know how you remember it's just such a different uh like place in your brain for me to try to remember moves together like strung along well i think it's kind of i mean when you take so much class like things 
your muscle memory kind of mm-hmm. kicks in. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's just like going to the gym or something. You, once you get the technique down, you're yeah. like, okay, cool. I'll just like chop these up. I mean, it takes a few times, but yeah. Oh my God. So I forgot about this story. So Brandon and Dan and my our other brother, Connor, used to come and stay in North Carolina for the summer with my dad. And so I was living and working at in Winston-Salem and I was running all the group fitness programs at Wake Forest University and also at Gold's Gym locally. And um, so Connor and Brandon did, would take, you guys would just exercise. Like they, my dad would drop them off at Wake and like hang out with me all day long. It was like so hot. It was like a hundred degrees and like, crazy. <laughs> just from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I would just make them work out. I'd be like, okay, so now we're going to do this circuit. And now we're going to do this. Like, and I, that was when I was doing like two or three hours of cardio a day. And so they would take class. And, and how remember, old were they? Like nine or 10? Yeah. So what I was like, probably, I was probably 24, 25. Yeah. So you guys yeah. must have been, like, you were probably like early teens, maybe. Yeah. Okay. We were definitely in like junior high, yeah, I guess. Junior- yeah. <laughs> and like, so. They would, so we, we got to spend a lot of quality time together, which was great. But I remember I was teaching step aerobics at the time. And so Brandon was in town and I was like, oh, he's a dancer. Like maybe he'll pick it up. You know, mine's pretty advanced. So like maybe he won't get it. So <laughs> uh-huh. I, so I was like, do you want to come to step class? And which is like an eight, you know, 32 count beat or whatever. And he's like, sure. And I was like, well, just to let you know, like it is, it's an advanced class. So like, you know, the choreography is a little bit tough. It might take you a few seconds to get it, you know, but maybe by the end of the class, you'll get it, whatever. And you know, whatever. So he's up front. This fucking dude gets it like <laughs> instantaneously. Like, of course he does. Like, but I just remember being like, of course. You're like, it's yeah. advanced. And he's like, I got this bitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> music too, See, it wasn't right? the steps because you also said maybe you don't there you get like the little platforms and you're like you're like maybe not the two platforms and i'm like no no it's cool i can do the i can do like two steps of this is easy <laughs> by the end of that class though i was dying oh i'm God. like yeah i got the steps but my ass is on fire <laughs> i forgot about step class like that is Dude, a I funny would fuck with step class. phenomenon totally go Step Oof. class. It's so. I, I just remember when that came it again, out. Except I don't want anything in my schedule that consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> I would the love problem. To do that, but hate it. With classes, uh, you know. Actually, I think somebody recently, uh, when we were in LA, they're like, "Oh, do you do classes?" I'm like, "I love classes. I hate having to be at some place at a certain time." Yeah. Because yeah. I'll just be like, "Yeah, I want to work out right now." Well, I can't because there's not a class right now. So right. I'm just screwed with that stuff. So like. CrossFit, yoga, anything that yeah, has you a and time. I are very terrible at schedules. Yeah, just like I'm awful. like, yeah, that sounds nice, but I already theory, missed it. I or just know myself. And often the classes are so early. I'm not. I'm not about to fuck with 5 a.m. class or 6 a.m. class. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Not even 8 a.m. To be honest, that's a stretch. Or 10. Or 10. <laughs> or <No>. 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last night we went out with Brandon and his boyfriend. So tell us about Spencer. Oh, Spencer. A Spencer. A Spencer. A Spencer. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been dating Spencer. We've been together for almost seven months now. Yeah. How, I was like, how long? When did I see you last? Seven months. That's that's a long one for me. Dude. My last relationship was in college, so four years ago. But yeah, it's going really well. He's also a dancer here in New York, which I remember I swore off dancers a long time ago. And Why? Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I feel like there. I'm very competitive, mm. and I feel like sometimes that can get in the way of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or not only that, I think if we spend all of our time together. We talk about the same things. Like we can get into just. I mean, there's just there's just not enough variety. I think, mm-hmm. but I mean, here I am, and I'm really loving it. And 
he's great. Isn't it funny how in relationships, a lot of times we'll say that, like we swear off a certain type or a certain person and we end up with them. Like, I'm not going to date somebody in my field and you end up with somebody in your field or I'm not going to date like this type of person and you end up with them. And it's like, we create these stories actually. So Jill, yesterday (laughs) I started seeing somebody kind of new and I was like, well, I think we're too much alike. And she just like really like rolls her (laughs) eyes because at the beginning of her relationship, she was like, I think we're too different. And we all just create these things of why it can't work. And yet if it's it's like the person right we think i can't be with somebody who's with me all the time and yet that's who we're with and so i, I just remember think it's funny. like when keith and i start day we're like maybe a couple months in and we're about to like go to sleep and i just go <laughs> and i was like do you think it's weird that we're dating <laughs> <laughs> and he goes no but based on that question you do yeah. <laughs> and i was like well no i just we're so different and he's like i know but that's like fun like yeah. i don't want to date someone who does all the same stuff as me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's just, it's just weird how like Drake and I'm like, I don't understand that, but it's fine. <laughs> it adds some spice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's the spice. So, yeah. so dating the dancer is working. So when you say you're competitive, why is that? Why would that be an issue? Like you'd be like vying for the same jobs or. Yeah. I think we're also, luckily I think we're both very different dancers and sense of um, the choices we make in an audition or improving or any of that thing or the jobs we're actually really interested are kind of separate, which I think works really well. But yeah, I'm super competitive. If I don't, if I don't get a job and that I really want, he did, I I don't know. I, I don't know what would happen. It hasn't happened (laughs) yet. (laughs) He's like, first off, it wouldn't happen. But if it did, (laughs) but if it did, we would, I could see that. I I could really see that because you, here you are, you want to be supportive. You want to be a supportive partner. And, um, I think that would I think that would be a that would be a tough yeah. moment in our relationship for sure. Yeah. So speaking of tough moments, what have been some of the tough moments or like what is if you guys had to say like one thing that maybe you're working through or maybe you're not, maybe you're just in that like blissed out like totally. Oof. I mean, I'm I mean, especially not being in a relationship for that long. Yeah. Like yeah. has it been different? You have to like compromise on stuff that maybe you haven't had to before? Oh, totally. I think it's um I lose I at the beginning, I felt like I was losing a lot of my independence mm. in it. Um, and I kind of always looked at relationships in that way. I was like, okay, now I have to... Because you've always chosen work mostly, right? Like yeah. you've always been like... Because I know that like, you know, you've ha- you've had dudes that are into you and you're like, mm-hmm. cool, but also I'm like, dance is my number one. Yeah. I'm going to do what I need to do to get the job to get to do, for my career. Right. And that's been a sticking point at times. Yeah. And I mean, that's... And that was an active choice for a really long time. And I think that was a good choice for me up mm-hmm. to this point in my career. I think I've gotten, gotten a lot of things just being on my own and um, making choices for myself. But I think going from not being a relationship for four years into um, a monogamous relationship is, was a huge transition. Yeah. Some of the stuff, I mean, social media was a huge thing. I mean, you have yeah. a lot of a lot of what, my like advertising is is like look at look at me look at my face look at my body look at my mm-hmm. um you know aesthetic so you definitely have people sliding into the dms and yep. kind of dealing with all of that and being like <laughs> <laughs> i'm dealing with this right uh, now i call yeah. it whack-a-mole like yeah. one pops up <laughs> and i'm like exactly right. go down and it's yeah. hard because up, right after yeah. it's been like six months or a yeah. year pop out like, of yeah. nowhere like 
I mean, not available. Exactly. And they come in and you're, and part of me is like, oh, that's so great. I feel good. This makes me feel special. But you, you real, you can't, you got to be like, whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. You got to cut it off. (laughs) Cut it off. You got to cut it off quick. So does that feel, because, you know, Danny and I've talked about this a lot. It's like, does it feel like, are you nervous to cut off options or are you like this thing over here is, uh, it's worth cutting off options? Oh, it's definitely worth cutting off options. Because I think, I think in relate. I think they come back also. It's like if you want, what are they called? Um, like these. The great white buffalo? No, definitely not great white buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> like these, I don't want to say thoughty men. Like the. Thoughty men. <laughs> you know what I mean though? The, um, the fuck boy? Yeah, the fuck boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, I Explain mean, to people what a fuck boy is. I think we did, we did define this one time, but. Yeah, like, I mean, people that come in and they're, it's not like there's nothing, there's no seriousness sure. around yeah. it. It's just yeah. fun. And. I mean, if you want that. It's like, hey, what's up? If you want that, you can get it's it. It's always, yeah. yeah. It's the, hey, W-Y-D. what's up? W-Y-D. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. W- It'll be there. For people who don't know, W-Y-D means, what are you doing? It's basically doing? asking for a booty call. Yeah. yeah. What are you much. doing? Or at least seeing what's up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think as I was cutting those off, there was a sense of like, oh, no. Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, what am I doing? Like, I can never get this again. When in reality, like, I know. I mean, forbid god forbid if like me and spencer like broke up or something then i think i could we could figure those could come back yeah <laughs> yeah talking about that you yesterday yeah remember i was like what's the worst that can happen like you know it's a day seeing a new guy we haven't talked about him quite yet on the podcast but you know kind of cutting off these hanger honors yeah or like default dudes that's what i call them you know it's like kind of like you get to a point where um you know what's the worst that can happen you start from scratch yeah it's not that hard to build a queue no <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is it's a cue it is that's the hilarious. yeah what did your brother call it uh he was like he was giving basketball terms dan was talking about like having your starting five yeah yeah starting five <laughs> you got your lineup <laughs> and he's like you knock someone out like you can only have five so if someone new comes in you gotta one's gotta go yeah you gotta that's a good make rule cuts. yeah six man yeah, Live cuts. Like, what's you, your top five you gotta keep it organized yeah <laughs> you gotta keep it organized <laughs> or else it just gets crazy <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, well, I'm proud of both of you for playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole's a f- not a fun game. No, it's not a fun game. But then once it's over, like I'm, I'm at the point where it's over now. Right, I'm like, right, right. great, I yeah. did it. It's yeah. cleaned out, like perfect, and um, it feel feels good to me. Feels like I, I don't have anything like to what hide. What do you like or about any... being in a relationship now? I think I like the challenges of it, or I think I mm. like, I think I like having someone to challenge me both like emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. um spencer's really great about bringing up things i do not want to talk about <laughs> i mean i'm one of those people that are like you know it's a little thing it's fine i'm over it when really like am i over it yeah. i don't know but he's one of those people that are like here's the issue i'm gonna say it to you right now and i'm like okay great yeah. i'm like let's talk about this let's figure it out and then we do and it's better and I, everyone feels yeah everyone's better for it yeah but it's just like bringing up those uncomfortable topics it's tough but it's it's for me i need i that's the kind of person i need to be like yeah this is this is what we need to do right now i love hearing that that's good stuff and that's the one thing you don't get when you're not in a relationship because you keep it surface level and you can just like go, okay, next, next. And like, they, you never have to deal with any issues you that may or may and sometimes it's an easy way to avoid any issues that might be under the surface and i, I like remember that. um one of my like earliest kind of like like mentors 
is I was like going off about something like when Jade and I were going through our stuff and I was like, I just wish that I could move to like a log cabin and like just fucking be by myself, just be alone, not deal with any of the shit. And he's like, that's convenient. So you yeah. never have to be challenged. Yep. You never have to like work through your own shit. Right. Cause like, that's the thing It's like the person you're with, they're just, they like are holding a mirror to your own yep. mm-hmm. insecurities. Right. So like you get defensive about something. You're like, why am I taking this so personally? Yeah. Like, why do I feel so insecure? And it's like just a mirror back on you. Yeah. Those challenges. Yeah. It's good that you, you said you're welcoming to it because a lot of people aren't. Yeah. I think I, I think I just gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, this is, I, I want this to work and I want, I want someone on my, on my team here. And I think. I'm inspired by this and I'm excited for you. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting to a place where I feel that way, but I've been really scared. So it's tough. It's really scary. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And why is it scary? Like, you know, you and I have been talking about this for the last couple of weeks about just like almost having anxiety. I've been having massive anxiety. Feelings. Yeah. Mm. I've been having like literal, literal <laughs> panic attacks. Like <gasps> I have to stop and just take a, deep breath like holy shit yeah did you have anxiety oh yeah okay i think it's still i think there's still a little bit <laughs> i mean four years is a long it time. is i've been almost three years so i'm like, I'm like talk ooh, about habits to break shit like, yeah yeah keith was like seven years before we started dating Dang. it's a long time it's a long time but but he I've, even said like you know it was really cool is we've had a couple conversations and um you know and he'll just say like He's like, you know, I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. So, like, this is kind of like new territory, not like new territory, but it's like been a while. Yeah. So, like, he's very open about, like, cool, like, I might not be the most, like, verbally communicative person because I just haven't had to answer to anybody mm-hmm. for the last seven years, really, you know. So, but I'm open to having the conversation, which it sounds like you are too, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's just an ever evolving thing, which is nice. I'm like, the, I mean, like I said, seven months, longest relationship yet. So it's like, I mean, it's, I'm like, I haven't been past this point. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. What are, every day is a new, (laughs) new territory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like when you were, I don't know if this was at the beginning when you started seeing him, you're like, can I see myself with him longer term? And then that's why it kept going. Or did it just keep going? And then it was suddenly one month, suddenly two months. And suddenly you're like, oh, here we are. Or did you kind of go, you know what? I think I do want to try to make this work as long as possible. It was definitely, I want to make this work as long as possible, yeah. but I think I had to take it month by month Yeah. for me, at least. I was like, okay, cool. We're at this point. Yep. Do we want to keep going? Do we want this to continue? Yep. And I think we've always said, like, as soon as, when we don't want to keep working on this, if we yeah. don't want it to keep evolving, if we're not having fun in this, if yeah. we're still, like, then it's got to end. We're both 26, 27. I'm like, we... Yeah. Getting up Let's there. Start again. Yep. <laughs> Getting up there. I know. I'm I mean, wa- that's very mature, though. It really yeah, is. Like, I is. think ultimately, those are the kind of conversations that are important to have early on. Is like, hey, if this isn't working for you anymore, and you're not having fun with this, or you just don't want to keep it going, then let me know, and we can, you know. And nobody wants to say that, and nobody wants to hear it, but it needs to be said. Yeah. And also, I think when you do hear it, it gives you a little bit of sense of relief. Like, cool, I have an out too. Like, I hope that that doesn't change for you, but if it does. I would appreciate knowing so I can move on with my life too. It's like an honest conversation. That's not easy. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, when you, when, I mean, being out of a relationship for two, three years or whatever, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can do it again. You're like, cool. If we're not going to continue this, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yep. We'll live. It will be fine. But for now, let's be, let's make it us. I like it. I think it's really mature. 
Very mature. I'm <laughs> so impressed with you. So, okay, this is the Best Life Podcast. And we always have, unless you have more questions, but I want to know this, the answer to this. So the question we always ask our guests at the end is, this is obviously called the Best Life Podcast. And we want to know what you consider to be your best life or what does the best life mean to you? Uh, I was thinking about this. You know, I'm an active listener to the Best Life Podcast. <laughs> and I know this question what's was your, what's your Okay, first of all, what's your favorite episode so far? My favorite episode... There was one that I enjoyed about living an unconditional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Unconditional, that, yeah. I mean, that one I yeah. connect with. I'm trying to think. There's just you so You like the social media as the sixth love language. Oh, I did like that one a lot. Because do you think that that's you? I do think that's me. I'm public a, yeah, acknowledgement? But I like public acknowledgement. I, and, I'm, and I think in this relationship now, I'm also realizing like what I actually do like. And like that kind of, all those kind of things. But it's, it's definitely because mm-hmm. it feels like weird. Like, why do I like this? Why like, do I like this? I'm like, official. I hate myself for liking this, but at the same time, <laughs> you're I like, don't. but stop, but don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I was actually um, on a podcast last week with, uh, and the host was saying, because I was mentioning that, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, me and my girlfriend have been together for six years, and we think people who share about each other on social media are just like really insecure and have the worst relationships. That's right, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I could see that from the pressure of being in a relationship for such a long time. You're like, oh, these people, mm-hmm. they're not going to last. Trying to prove lasting their relationship all over social media. But yeah. like, I don't know. When you're in that like infatuation phase, you just like, you're, you're proud to be with the person. Yeah. You like love them. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think Spencer and I definitely go through like moments of whenever I, f- I think we need to feel it for real. Like if he's like doing right now, he's auditioning for this incredible company and like making it really far, which is awesome. So, I mean, I'm feeling like I just want to like shout it to everyone and be like, look at this, look at this. But, um, yeah, I think social media is a great way to like show someone you care. I don't know though. My best life, I think my living my best life. There's one right answer. So we're waiting to see if you get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, like, um, I think I feel best when I'm not, when I can end the day and be like, I thoroughly enjoyed everything I did today. Mm-hmm. I feel, or I feel like I grew from this today. If I can look back and reflect on my day and be like, you you did something that's going to push your career forward, your relationship forward, your happiness forward, then I think that's what it's all about. I think my one of my greatest fears is looking back and being like, why did I do that for so long and mm. hated hated it? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think if I can live every day to that full extent, then I'm doing it right I for love me it. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. Awesome. So where can people connect with you if they want to slide in your DMs? But yeah. They can sign to the DM, but whack a mole. But whack a mole, whack a mole in there. It is whack a mole in there. So <laughs> careful. Um, yeah, they can find me on Instagram at it's Brandon Coleman. It's, it's Brandon, Brandon Coleman. Coleman. Yes. On Instagram, best way. If you guys want to see some of his dance stuff and connect with him, have a conversation, ask him all the things. Yeah, find out about the show. Get yeah. on your newsletter. Get on the newsletter. Yep, you can sign up on Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, as you know, uh, we always like to have discussions afterwards. If you resonated with something in this episode, please go to our free Facebook group, 
uh, thebestlifepodcast.com will take you there. Sh- uh, give us a shout out on social media. iTunes reviews are always welcome. But that's all we have for you. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.